WrestleBuddies Game Spots Wrestling Podcast, both wrestling, friendship, and wrestling with friendship. I am your host, Matt Elfring, and with me as always, Chris Hayner. Chris, how are you? Join the Dark Order, Matt. Join DarkOrder.com after dark. That's right. It's 8 p.m. for Chris and 10 p.m. for me on a Sunday night. That means it's after dark. WrestleBuddies after dark. You know, these have a record of being the, or I guess a, a, a history, we'll say, of being the sexiest Wrestle Buddies episodes by far. And tonight is no different. It is no different. We're doing this after hours because we're drinking wine. And plus, it's going to be like a super busy week and we're not going to have time to record during the work day. Let me just give you guys a little 411. We didn't record last week, Chris and I. Um, <laughs> we did not. We just got off of Comic-Con. Uh, my son's eardrum burst. He's had bad ear infections. He's been at the doctor. It's been uh, a little rough. And I said, you know what? I don't want to be up very late on a Wednesday night editing. And we also both worked two weeks without a day off. Yeah, yeah. We were just very tired. Thanks, and I didn't want wrestling. To, I didn't want to put together a, a, a half-ass show. So. No. When, listen, we either go whole ass on this show or we take the week off or sometimes we go half ass. We've definitely had those. We've definitely gone half ass. Yeah. This is a special episode because Chris and I have been given um, free. I'm going to put that out there. FCC guidelines, guys. We were given free wines branded by WWE. That's right. We have been sent there. OK, so here's the thing. There are two. Count them. Two. WWE wines that have been released, one commemorating the Ultimate Warrior mm-hmm. and one commemorating the career of the one and only Undertaker. This is not an ad. We have not been paid for this. They just sent us some wine and we're going to taste it. And you know what? We're going to talk about it because there's actually kind of, there's some stuff I want to dig through because I don't know, like, I don't want to get too deep into it, Matt, but even the back label of my wine is very wrestling. Yeah, I... I, I want to point out, uh, they said, hey, we're going to send you wine. And uh, we said, we'll do a podcast about it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and noted wine snob Matt Elfring and noted wine drinker Chris Hayner are here to taste it. Uh, just so, well, well, you know what? Let's just let's get into it, Matt. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Chris, by getting into it, I'm a professional wine connoisseur. Mm-hmm. I know all flavors of wine. Absolutely. Red, white, rosé. I pink. also... That, that would be pink, kind of. 15 minutes prior to us recording this, I realized I don't have a corkscrew in my house because... <laughs> professional wine connoisseur mm-hmm. Matt Elfring did not have a corkscrew? No, I used to have a rabbit, but it's somewhere in the house. But my uh, wife and I don't drink anymore, really. Don't feed alcohol to your rap, your pet rabbit. What? Uh, well, a rabbit's a very nice wine opener, mm-hmm. wine bottle opener. Anyway, uh, but I'm a connoisseur, and uh, so we did the old method method of uh, you take a you take a screw, a long screw, mm-hmm. and you you screwdriver that screw into the cork. Then you take the hammer, pop it right out. Did it work? Uh, my wife did it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well then, yeah. Thank you. She thank wouldn't you. let me, but thank you to my wife. Thank you to Matt's wife for making sure that we have uh, material to podcast with tonight. I um, told her like, I'm just going to, I told her like, I got a spoon here. I'll just take the blunt end of the spoon and bash it down. So the cork goes in. But. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about these mm. wines. Matt, you got a uh, hall of fame edition. Ooh. Ultimate warrior Zinfandel. Oh. It is, um, 
shaped like um undertaker's urn uh-huh it sure <laughs> is it's got ultimate warriors face mat face uh paint on it yeah and it says ultimate warrior zinvindale zinvindale uh now describe your bottling you, chris you know oh, what sorry no wait matt i'm gonna give the people the official description of what this wine is uh oh i have it can i read it off the back of mine please can i just read this please the power of the warrior made the skies rumble and the earth shake like no force of nature ever seen before or since. Wow. Channeling mystic forces, this neon-clad, face-painted WWE legend was a living, breathing superhero who ran rough... I have, don't I have no lighting in here. Roughshod? Roughshod. I'm sorry, the, my lighting in here is poor because it's after dark. Are you kidding me? I'm looking at your zoom window. It looks bright as the sun in there. Yeah, but like that's the that's the monitors. Oh, okay. Uh, roughshod through sports entertainment with a passion and intensity that lives on through the millions of warriors he inspired. Now, Matt. Let me just that... do a chef's kiss. Mm. That is a description of the ultimate warrior, but says nothing about the wine. Um, however, the description I have is actually about the wine. Oh, um, oh please tell. Ultimate mm. warrior Zinfandel. It's a, first of all, this is a 2019 vintage. Oh, I heard uh, that's a great year right before the pandemic. Right. Yeah. This is a pre COVID wine. Oh, powerful. Mm. I'm sure that is not the way they want to sell WWE wine. It's pre COVID. <laughs> Don't worry, but guys. Like, there's no COVIDs no, in here. No. Remember, remember how good things were back in 2019, how good we had it. That was That's great. when this wine is from. It's here to remind us it's here to remind us of the better days. So a powerful and flavorful wine features a rich and dark 80% Zinfandel and 20% Sangyun V's. I don't know what that means, uh, but Sauvignon. No, that's it's not Cabernet Sauvignon. That's a that's a whole Savon, other thing. Savonie. I'm a connoisseur. Sauvignon. Sauvignonese uh, blend from the north coast of California. Mm. This bottle features. Okay, now here now here's the here's the stuff for you uh, completists out there. If I know anything about people who collect wrestling stuff, is that they collect a lot of wrestling stuff. Yes. Ultimate Warrior wine uh, features three unique corks produced with different images and quotes from the WWE Hall of Famer. Uh, it is hand filled and expertly hand wax dipped in his signature bright neon colors. So, Matt, you got one of the corks. I did. Do you um, have let it me, with you? Uh, no, I threw it out. Um, and it's actually in the <laughs> trash outside. Uh, I did take pictures. I took pictures. Yes, you did. And uh, here is what was on my cork. Um, one side says WWE Hall of Fame. Absolutely. He is a Hall of Famer. The other one, and this is this is kind of uh this is kind of something that's gonna get you going, get you motivated. It says always believe. I mean, yeah, that 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 kind of always it. always believe in what? I mean wine, usually wine. always always believe in finishing this bottle of wine after oh, dark. Wait, do we think Okay, go with me on this flight of fancy before we actually yeah, drink go. this wine. Always believe. That sounds like something Ted Lasso would put on a piece of paper above a doorway. Oh, God. Ted Lasso so great this season so far. Do we so think far. Ted Lasso drinks Ultimate Warrior wine? Oh, If Ted Lasso was going to drink wine, I have to believe it would be Ultimate Warrior wine. <laughs> I think he'd go right to Stone Cold Steve Austin's IPA. Well, sure, sure, sure. If he wants a beer, if he wants a frosty brew, we'll talk about that later. But I think yeah. Ted Lasso would be an Ultimate Warrior wine guy. 
It's colorful. Yeah. It's exciting. Like it's very him. Uh, now, Matt, let's talk about mine for a second. Mm-hmm. Mine, uh, it's an Undertaker limited edition 30 year anniversary uh, because he's been in the business 30 years or was uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. Cabernet I'm, Sauvignon. Mine is not shaped like the Undertaker's urn. But what I'm just now realizing by looking at it is it kind of could be like a casket shape. I think it's a gravestone. It could. It, oh, my God. You're right. It's a headstone. It, it Honestly, what it looks like is certain whiskey bottles. Yeah. Uh, filled yeah. with wine. Uh, but like it does, it does definitely, it does resemble a headstone. Now here is, uh, here is the description for the back of this bottle. Uh, first of all, I should note this was bottled in Lodi, California. Uh, this is bottle number 180. Uh, oh, I didn't tell you my bottle number. Chris. Oh yes. Like roll, roll me through the bottle number, the barrel number, the vintage. Hit me with it. The, the, this is limited edition bottle number. It's 2028. The year I die. What? Wow. Yeah, it's, it got dark. Got real dark. Is that all? The, is all the, that all the information on the back of your bottle? It's again. It's let's let's read here. Um, you have a barrel number. Oh boy. Oh boy. I don't. I mean, I love wine, but the uh, it's just not in the right. Uh, uh, it's cultivated from parts grapes. Oh wait, there's more stuff down here, Chris. Okay. It captures the essence of the immortal ultimate warrior, cultivated from the extraordinary grapes of parts unknown. Mm. This isn't from Lodi. It's from parts unknown. Wow. Uh, I live next door to Parts Unknown in Central California. This wine celebrates the legacy of the spirit that runs forever. Oh. It gonna get you drunk. (laughs) That's what what it says at the end. It's Uh, really weird. It says it in that voice, too. It gonna get you drunk. Um, So this is from Lodi, California. It is bottle number 180. It is from barrel 70 of 30. 30 barrels of this wine were made. The vintage, as I said before, is 2018. For three decades, The Undertaker has loomed over the WWE landscape like a menacing shadow. His dark and hollowed path has consumed the souls of the righteous and evildoers alike. Imbued with seemingly mystical abilities and and preternatural in-ring skill, the dead man is in a class by himself. In a land wrought with legends and superstars, he is lorded over them all. To pay homage to The Undertaker's legendary 30-year career, only 30 barrels of this limited edition Cabernet Sauvignon have been made. Man. Um, And then as for the actual description of what you'll be drinking, a limited edition 30-barrel series will be limited to 30-barrel production, a 30-barrel production run. No way. To, to honor the Undertaker's 30-year <laughs> career. Okay. Each Undertaker bottle is marked with the individual bottle number as well as the barrel it came from, featuring a unique tombstone-shaped bottle, a haunting glow-in-the-dark label, branded cork, and premium Sauvignon wine. Each bottle is hand-filled and expertly hand-dipped in wax using the Undertaker's signature color of purple. Matt, I didn't know this label glowed in the dark. Hang on. I'm reading that right now. It glows in the dark. Why does it oh, glow in the, the dark? the word Undertaker glows in the dark. That's wow. Pretty, that's pretty. That's pretty tight. I did not know that until I just got now. the short end of the stick. Mine doesn't glow in the dark. Matt, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, off the email chain that you were in, I specifically requested they send me the Undertaker one because I like a Cabernet. Oh, I said well, send. I said uh, Matt. Matt's fine with the Ultimate Warrior one. Chris, uh, I'd like us to now uh, take a sniff. Take a sniff of mm. of this wine 
from the bottle. I'm just gonna take my- Oh, from the bottle? Okay. From the bottle. Ooh. Oh, it's, I'm smelling, hmm, mm, grapes, alcohol. Fermentation? Fermentation, hmm, an oak, an oak tree in a forest filled with possibilities of shaking the ropes and running to the ring very quickly. The Chris, what do you what do you smell with the Undertaker's wine? Honestly, it smells like to me it smells like pretty good wine. Uh, I don't have I don't have a funny response to your joke. Oh, I was just rambling. Uh, no, I like it's it's it smells like a cab. It smells like wine, okay. uh, which is all I can ask for. I'm, I'm really really into a the super dark purple uh, wax dip on top and the the super dope like bottle shape is very cool. I am pouring. Okay. I will do the same, Matt. I'm pouring a very, oh, that's way too light. I'm putting this up next to the mic. Plug, 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 plug. All right. Ooh. Mm. Uh, once again, uh, if you plan on partaking in wine drinking from www.wines.com, uh, make sure you are of age because it's yes. illegal to drink in the United, underage. In the United States, the legal drinking age is 21. Matt is drinking out of a pint glass. I am uh, drinking it's not even of, a pint glass. It's, Matt is drinking out of a very tiny it's pint like, glass. I am drinking my out kid of drinks milk out of this. I <laughs> please watch it thoroughly before he drinks milk tomorrow. Mm. Uh, I am drinking out of my one wine glass. We have wine glasses, but we can't open them because they were uh, for our engagement party. Ooh, that smells really good, man. Get your this nose in does it. smell good. I hate Get wine. Get your nose in there, man. I'm sorry. I love wine, but uh, <laughs> smells like right. good wine. All right. I'm, I'm going to taste. I'm, I'm also tasting. Mm. ASMR Buddies is back. Dude, I'm okay. That's a good wine. Oh, it's yeah. a good wine. Yeah. I haven't had, I'll, I'll say this. I haven't had wine in a while because I also don't really drink at home. Um, no. And when I go out to a bar, I order beer or whiskey because I am a whiskey idiot. I enjoy good whiskey. I, I enjoy, you know what I enjoy? Gin. Never been a gin guy, but want badly to be a gin guy. But I gin, like gin my, tonic or Tom Collins. That's my go to my my standard cocktail. My go to as long as I've been a person who enjoys alcohol has been a bourbon old fashioned. I love a bourbon yeah. old fashioned. It is something I will order anywhere I go. Uh, unless it's like one of those. Uh, Matt, we've been to a number of Comic-Con parties with open bars where it's like. Can I have a bourbon old fashioned? They're like, look, man, come on. And they're like, okay, how about whiskey diet coke? Okay, that that's why again, seems more up their alley. I always go gin and tonic. It's like, okay, I have to pour these two things together and I put some lime in it. Yeah. Done. Uh, but I will say this: I'm I'm actually I'm digging this. That's a, it's a solid wine. I the the thing what? is, yes, yeah, please, 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 please. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Yeah. When we first got the pre like we first got a press release that this was coming like a year ago. Remember? Yeah, I remember laughing. And I was like, <laughs> oh, W like this is not this is going to be bad wine. They're just going to slap WWE labels on like cheap wine from Trader Joe's like two buck Chuck. And like and we but, it, but it. it's going to be like John Cena presents two buck Chuck two buck John. <laughs> you uh -huh. can't see me. I'm too drunk. <laughs> so. 
to actually get the wine all this time later. And like it, the present, the present. Okay. First of all, Chris, you're drunk already. I'm fine. Uh, the presentation is dope. Like it looks cool. If you, your bottle is so much better though. Like this is like, look at this, but like, but my Matt, I like your bottle. I I like the, uh, the background on the label. Like the, the, the label is great. I'm just um, saying you got the much better bottle. Listen, I've been taking souls and digging holes or whatever it is that the undertaker does for a long time. I've been, you know, <laughs> running to the ring non- and shaking the ropes. Well, I've been shouting out nonsensical segments on this show for over a year. <laughs> it's true. If there is an ultimate warrior of this podcast, it would be you. Uh, uh, steer the plane, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. Good. But if you're a wrestling collector, which I'm sure a lot of people are, I'm a I'm a collector of certain things. I'm not mm-hmm. a necessarily a a wrestling collector. Uh, if you're if you're a wrestling fan slash wine drinker, like this is perfectly do like this is serviceable wine. Like I'm I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, in my years of journalism, mm-hmm. I have uh, drank many alcoholic drinks branded yes. with something else. Um, I will say that the Hellboy beer I drank from Rogale was very good a few years back. Um, then there's been a bunch of other ones I've drank at Comic-Con parties or had sent to me that were mm, terrible, pretty bad. This is, um, yes, I would, I'd put this right below the Hellboy beer cause I loved the Hellboy beer so much. I actually bought a case for myself, uh, Matt. That is actually a really good point the, in, in the world of branded alcohol. Like I would actually, I would put this pretty high on the list. I distinctly remember before he had broken skull ale, uh, mm-hmm. Austin had another beer. And I remember when I went to a WWE 2K event in New York City, there was like a sixer of it waiting for me in my hotel room with a note from Stone Cold signed by Stone Cold, like an actual autographed card from Stone Cold about like, enjoy my beer. Come play the video game. I did not like that beer. I won't be afraid (laughs) to say it. It was it wasn't good. Like it was it was not it was not something I was into. So like I wouldn't be afraid to say this sucks because it was sent to us for free and whatever. Right. You know, um, whatever. But I like, got integrity. But look, if you're not a wine person, you're going to love this. I mean, probably not. It's wine and you're not a wine person. But if you're like if you like wine and you like wrestling, this is kind of a fun marriage of the two things. And I'm into it. I am going to drink this entire bottle of cab. Not now on the podcast, because we would never finish and I'd be screaming at the microphone <laughs> or drunk slash, together many times slash asleep. Um, yeah, I go like, Matt, I don't know about you when I. I do know about you because, as you said, we've had many drinks together. Mm-hmm, yeah. I go through phases of alcohol where, like, at first, I'm the friend. I'm super fr- like in my younger years. I when I got when I had too much to drink, I got very sort of bitter and like cynical and angry. Not at anything in particular. What I've noticed is at the older I get, the when I get when I drink. I get friendly and warm. I'm like, I got to meet everybody and be best friends with everybody in this room. Yes. That's that all I want. That's always been me. Um, it's the best. A little background information. Uh, my wife and I have been together for like 20 something years. Um, high school sweethearts. Yeah, we're high school sweethearts. Uh, so she's seen me drunk throughout the ages. And she said I'm, she could never tell when I'm drunk because um, I'm pretty much the same. I'm just friendlier. 
So, you know, Chris and I have been drunk at a few parties and like Chris said, <laughs> you just want to talk to everybody. That's what I do. Yeah. I just go around and talk to everybody. That's that's pretty much it. Like yeah. on, and honestly, like this I want to I want to hang out in a room with people drinking wine and just chatting. Especially after the last year. Um, when mm-hmm. all like and as we're slowly moving back towards the like never go outside again phase of life. Yes. Um, I just like I just want to be safe and have a glass of wine, preferably poured from a tombstone, and then like just chat it up with people. Also, I got it like op- like the cat. I-, I will say this, Matt. Hold yours up. Let me take a good look at that. Hold it up to the light if you can. It's That's very a good dark. color. It's a very dark color. It's a nice color. It's a it's a dark red. Yes. Very dark red. Yes. Uh, the cab has a really dark purple hue to it that like this was the perfect choice for an Undertaker wine. It matches it matches the wax dipped uh, top like every it's this is very on brand for Undertaker. Do I think the Undertaker ever drinks Cabernet? No, he drinks whiskey. He drinks whiskey and probably Stone Cold Steve Austin's beer because I'm assuming Austin sends that to all of his buddies. Yeah. Listen, I'm as we've already established, I'm a wine connoisseur. I would love to describe the tastes of wine, but all of that is BS. (laughs) Is it delicious or not delicious? Does it fit your taste preference or not? I always hearken back to that episode of Parks and Rec. You watch Parks and Rec, right? No. Okay. well, there's an episode of Parks and Rec when uh, Tom is trying to launch his restaurant, but he needs a uh, what do they call the wine person in a restaurant? So it's a it's a sommelier, right? Sommelier. Sommelier. Okay. That's what Reginald was. Reginald was a sommelier before he became American all of a sudden. <laughs> yes. Named an American named Reggie. Yes. Yes. Uh, so there's an episode of Parks and Rec where like they go to a wine tasting uh, 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 like tournament to crown like the best sommelier in all of Indiana. And watching these people talk about wine is infuriating to me. Mm-hmm. I don't care about the notes of whatever. Like, oh, you could tell that this the dirt was rich with phosphate. I'm like, shut up. Is it good? Like, am I is it going to compliment what I'm eating? Yes. I yeah. Some cheese right now, man. Oh, my. Oh, I got cheese in the fridge, though. Dude, I've got like some pretty good cheddar in the fridge. Like mm. that company that makes Dubliner cheese. Ooh, I got some good Irish cheese in there, man. Let me tell you what I got in the fridge right oh, now. Oh, yeah. So I went, I went, what's I, in the fridge. Ooh, After dark. After dark. Um, I went to in-person RPG group yesterday for the first time in a year and a half. Oh, Vampire the Masquerade? Vampire the Masquerade, baby. We played a one-shot where we were all uh, Sabat, which is the murderer vampires. And we just left a trail of blood between California and things. But that's neither here nor there. I, I bought some cheese that it, it was uh, rubbed with freshly roasted italian espresso mm. oh that shit sounds good very very good dude i had to go over some like solid goat cheese with like cranberries or blueberry no cranberries wrapped around it i had to go with a little like, brie and apple honestly yeah. oh man anyway Chris, I'm anyway re- yeah. Chris, i was just gonna talk about D because you know we're wrapping up the first arc of my major uh, of my or i'm sorry the first chapter of the uh the main story and I'm really excited to uh, end it in the next uh, two weeks. So we're taking, I'm taking this week off. So uh, next week. You should so go Kurt, with them and celebrate. You should go take your wine to them and celebrate with a little bit of Ultimate Warrior. Uh, well, the only person in my D&D group that listens to this podcast is Kurt. Hi, Kurt. And uh, hey, Kurt. 
he does not really drink, so. But does he want to imbue himself with the power of the ultimate warrior? You know, I'm going to go with a no. Okay. Um, but we might go watch the self-destruction of the ultimate warrior. Remember that DVD oh. that came out? Oh, do I? You remember that hit piece? That real hatchet <laughs> job of a documentary. I sure do, man. And then they made a new one. Hulk Hogan. My favorite part of that DVD, Matt. Mm-hmm. We should do forgotten wrestling DVDs at some point. So just so I can talk in depth about McMahon, the two DVD set. Uh, my I've never part got of, to see that. In which Stephanie recalls the time uh, her dad pitched an incest angle between the two of them. And she was like, no. <laughs> I got to get a copy of it's, that. It's out of print. They have it. You can't find clips on YouTube like it's they have pulled it from existence as if it never happened. But once in a while, one pops up on eBay for a bunch of money. I mean, I have the self-destruction of Ultimate Warrior. It's not a official copy because that's super out of print as well. But I do have it on a hard drive somewhere. So that one's staying with me. My favorite thing about the self-destruction of Ultimate Warrior DVD is the segment where they have all of the current day WWE superstars do their warrior impersonation. Yeah, they're it's all classic. mean. It's it's They're all mean. It's a really good bit, though, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's the kind of thing that we've all as wrestling fans done, because good luck making sense of those promos. Fly the plane. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> it's like, here's the thing about Ultimate Warrior and his mm-hmm. segments and promos. Like He's amazing. Well, Macho Man's story. no Macho Man segments and promos were out there, like super, like out there when he talked. But they made oh yeah, take you to the moon, Saturn. They, but they made sense, kind of, because it's all just about like he's a crazed madman who's going to like savage you on the court. By court, I mean the ring. Um, I feel like Warrior took those and elevated it to where they made they're completely nonsensical, mm-hmm. like. The idea of Bray Wyatt nonsensical, but like oh, Bray Wyatt's. Man. I don't know why you'd say that right now. Well, I know it's kind of tough. It's really actually really, really tough right now. Um, Like Wyatt's segments were in a sense nonsensical if you really listen to the words, but the feeling and emotion behind it lets you know what he was up to. You know, mm-hmm. where Warrior stripped. It's like that, but Warrior stripped the emotion out of everything. And it was just like almost monotone, just like madness. Macho madness. Time for a second glass of wine. I I double filled mine, so like I've got wine to go. Oh, I do not like drinking that much anymore, actually. Yeah, Matt, you don't drink alcohol a bunch. Mm-mm. I have um when I go to D and D nights, I have a beer and a half usually right now. Mm-hmm. Another half glass. Um. Yeah, man, I'm. I'm more into this than I thought I would be. This is good. Yeah, I'm having a second class. That's screwed up. Again, yeah, so very surprised with this not sucking and being good. Yeah, I'm very, and I'm glad. Like, I'm clearly going to get through this bottle. Since it's limited, Matt, I might have to grab another. I might have to order a bottle. I'm also very curious to try the the Ultimate Warrior Zen. So I might have to, maybe I'll just order the two first. Why I have so you know I've said I'm I'm a wine connoisseur, but I'd like to point out I do not like wine at all. <laughs> and yeah, you, yeah, this was what was especially strange about this particular uh, go round is Matt, you don't like alcohol or you don't like wine. I'm not too, uh, too much into alcohol anymore. Like I still like a good stout, a good stout beer or a, a, like a heavy lager. Mm-hmm. Any day of the week, I'll drink that. Um, 
little whiskey, little gin. That's about it. But I don't drink okay. that. I, I might aside from a couple beers once a week. I don't drink. You know. Okay. None of us drink anymore. It's the pandemic. Man, I'm looking, I'm looking at the um ooh. I can or so here, so if you want, I don't I don't know what the in-store situation is for WWE wines. Uh, but if you go to WWWines.com, you can buy one or the other or both right now. Ooh, I could become a WWE wine brand ambassador. Wait, 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 what? If you go to WWWines.com slash brand dash ambassador, you can sign up. Oh, they're looking for, they want to know how many followers you have. I've got not like 3000, I think. I don't know. Not many. I'm very, but they want to know Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, (laughs) you know, where all brand ambassadors go. Facebook.com. Chris, Ultimate Warrior and Undertaker aren't aren't the only people in the world of wrestling. Are you that sure? Have their own alcoholic drinks. We've already mentioned Stone Cold Steve Austin's IPA. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. So let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, some other wrestlers with alcoholic drinks. So, Chris, there's many wrestlers yes. that have had... Alcoholic drinks. I think the first. Oh, uh, I thought you were just going to say there have been many wrestlers, of which I was like, absolutely, I agree. Um, The way I phrased that was there's been many wrestlers that have had alcoholic drinks. I'm like, yes, the 70s and 80s. They all drank. (laughs) Matt, there's also been many entertainment journalists at Comic-Con who've had many drinks, too. Oof. Oof. Mm. I'm still drinking. I like for the record, I am still drinking this wine into the next. I'm still on the wine, too, actually. God, surprisingly. <coughs> That's good. What an endorsement to guys on a wrestling podcast. Yeah. Drink wine. <laughs> oh, by the the new subtitle for the... It is now... We are now Wrestle Buddies colon Wine Bros. Yeah, sure. Whatever. I just... Thank you. Just yeah, wine thing. is not my thing. It's not my thing. But it sounds like you're into this wine. I'm into maybe, this wine. Maybe, maybe it has to be wrestling wine for it to be your thing. Probably. Um, Chris Jericho has made um, a little bit of a oh, joke oh, or two. Can, I'm already going in. I'm diving say, in. Can, can, can I say it? Can I say it like he does? Yeah. A little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> That's. He likes a little bit of the bubbly. He's talking about champagne, um, which is, to me, like a car- sparkling wine. It's, it's a sparkling carbonated wine. wine. That's yeah, all yeah. it is. Imagine taking undertaker's cabernet sauvignon and pouring diet coke into it that is essentially a little bit of the bubbly i'm assuming <laughs> no, or more not. like a La- more like a Lacroix, i guess LaCroix. i i've been on a few occasions with my in-laws where they have um it's been an event where like we're gonna have champagne together and i'm like mm-hmm. no i i, I don't want it <laughs> can i go are you not a sh- are you not a champagne fan it's wine it's wine with bubbles right oh and you're not a, you're not traditionally i mean i'm a i'm a wine connoisseur but i also don't like it um i'd rather just have a beer you know midwestern boy but yeah chris jericho like uh, what's what's so strange about chris jericho's wine is it started off as a promo joke yes after winning the aew championship he was backstage he's like we're gonna party with a little bit of the bubbly and then like that caught on and Knocking Point, the wine company co-owned by uh, Arrow slash Heels star Stephen Amell was like, well, let's make wine. Uh, worth noting, 
not the only wrestling wine knocking point has produced. So Mm-mm. I will note this WWE wines, not the first wrestling wine uh, knocking point released. I believe two different Cody Rhodes wines. Makes sense. Uh, you can buy a little bit of the bubbly for $24 a bottle. I'm just going to throw that out there. That okay. seems expensive. I don't know how much champagne costs. Uh, for the record, uh, WWE wines, uh, the undertaker and you, you buy them essentially in a two pack. Oh, oh yeah. Give us the price point so we can say if it's worth it or not. Yes. You buy this in a two pack. Uh, you can buy, you can buy one of each. You can buy two undertakers. You can buy two warriors. You can also buy multiples. Uh, they, it rings out to about 50. It looks like $50 a bottle. For real? For real. If you get the six bottle pack, you save $25. Um, but yeah, about 50 bucks a bottle. Well, I mean, because to be fair, Matt, these are limited edition wines. Okay. This is this is something they're making one time and then it's going away. Oh boy. That's it is these, these these are these are wines for wrestling fans. And also, I would argue that they're probably higher end wines than you're getting. Like if you go if you go and you spend like 15, 20 bucks on a bottle of wine, you're getting a decent bottle of wine. But like, I believe if I had to guess, I would say these are probably higher end bottles of wine. Again, I will say I do not like wine. I like this. So there you go. That's saying something Uh, for comparison. Currently, Knocking Point has one wrestling wine. Uh, It's called Kayfabe. It is a red blend, uh, which is it is a blend of Cab and Malbec, uh, and it has a picture of Stephen Amell smashing through a table on it. Classy. So if that's what you if that, like, you know, there you go. Uh, I don't know if they still have Cody Rhodes's wine. You can get a little bit of the bubbly by Chris Jericho on the yep. Knocking Point website. Chris, or you can get Carmelo's Chardonnay. Ooh, what's it called, Matt? Um, I'm trying to look. It's called Capaconga. You know what? Respect to Carmela for branching out. And also, 100%. And also, like, it seems like wines might be the dominant force in, like, wrestling-themed alcohol because the Bellas, the Bella Twins, Nikki and Brie, also have wine. Uh, I believe they're on, they have two different brands of wine. Their initial brand was Bella Radici, which... Um, you know what? Let's. Um, I'm. I'm on Carmela's site right now. Okay. She has a Cabernet Sauvignon. Mm. She has a Chardonnay, and it comes out to twenty two dollars a bottle. You have to buy it in a case of three. Mm-hmm. Um. So if you like Carmela, and you enjoy wine, you know what? Now that it, like we're getting deeper into wine, I'm like fifty dollars a bottle for like WWE stuff, and it's actually good wine. Okay, that yeah. doesn't seem bad. No, right, exactly. And it's not like you're not buying this to be your everyday wine. This is like celebration wine. So like if you would have had this when, I don't know, Undertaker beat Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania that several times, then they these would have been this would have been a good toasting wine to celebrate. Mm. Yeah, so she's got her own. Um, we have, the Bellas have their own wine. Bellas do everything, man. The Bellas do everything. They're, they're super smart with like their, their initial brand. their initial wine brand, which I believe is no longer uh, a thing, was Bella Radici. Uh, that was a 2017 Cabernet Sauvignon. 
Uh, they are currently in the midst. I just learned this the other day when looking around online. They're currently in the midst of launching a new wine, which is called Bonita Bonita. Uh, good looking, good looking. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and this is just the. I think this is just their newest business venture. And uh, according to them, Matt. Mm hmm. Uh, Bonita Bonita wine was created to celebrate our roots as farmers, visionaries, and artists while stewarding an appreciation for Mother Nature and what she can produce. Okay. So, yeah, there you go. That doesn't really tell me much about what Bonita Bonita wine is. But like I'm assuming it's wine, and I'm assuming people will be able to buy. Oh, come it on, any of these sites describing wine or alcohol, it's like you know what it. You're, I mean, you're buying for the brand. Honestly, know? that's why I dig so much, like the Undertaker breakdown on the back of this bottle. Mm -hmm. Like he's been with seemingly imbued with seemingly mystical abilities. I'm like, yeah, feed me that wine. Come on. By the way, all of these websites selling these wines have one of those age gates where it's like, tell us what year you were born. <laughs> yeah. It's like January 1st, 19. Oh, oh, one. That's where I landed. Yep. I am 121 years yep. old. Yep. Um, the Good Brothers have their own whiskey, talk and shop whiskey, mm -hmm. which is $60 a bottle. I mean, here's here's my thing. It's a bourbon, right? A bourbon whiskey, yeah. I think it depends like $60 for a good bourbon. That's reasonable. What I need yes. to know is, is this a good bourbon? There are some reviews. Oh, no, there aren't. There's no reviews. The thing. So I used to um, make whiskey. When I say make whiskey, I would. I, I'm sorry. I would age mash into whiskey. That, that was my first like real hobby I got into in my okay. mid 20s. OK, that's cool. So you would put it in a barrel and you would let it sit there for I think I did a year and a half for one. And it was really, really good. But like. If bourbon is expensive, it's because it has to sit in a barrel forever and you don't have a lot of it, you know, yeah. like making yeah. like making IPAs is super easy. Like you could make an IPA in, you know, six hours if you want and it could be decent. Um, making wine takes time because you do have to age it at least a little bit. Yeah, you ferment like, things. As, as we said, the Undertaker is a 2008 vintage, so this is like this aged since 2018. Mm -hmm. So it's been in there a few years, and there are wines that go even much, much older. Yes. Um, but Matt, you mentioned IPAs. Mm. I, I uh, can. I, I'm going to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I think most IPAs are hot trash. Don't love. I'm not an IPA fan. I will say this: I'm not an IPA fan. However, mm, yeah. There is an IPA we should talk about. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're opening it up. That's right. That would be Stone. That would be Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA from El Segundo Brewing Company. I just pulled this out of my fridge. Uh, funny story. I went to when it looked like the world was going to be OK. And me and a few select friends, including GameSpot's Mike Rougeau, were fully vaccinated. We decided to have karaoke night at our favorite karaoke bar uh, downtown. Max Karaoke rented out a room. It was BYOB. I stopped in the grocery store on the first floor of this mall and I was like, I'm going to get some beer while I'm here. Take it upstairs with me. And what I stumbled upon, Matt, 
was Stone Cold Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA in this uh, this this grocery store. Mm-hmm. I bought a four pack for sixteen dollars. It's two dollars cheaper online, Chris. I I believe it. Uh, and I had exactly one. That was I want to say that was late April. It is now uh, August 1st. It's, today is August 1st. I just opened up the second one. Well, see, so you love it. I love it. <laughs> well, no, I also don't. But like as said before, I don't drink at home. Let's yeah. try this out, though. It's first of all, very foamy. Also, it tastes like every IPA. That's the issue I have with IPAs because you make them so quickly. Um, it, it's hard to get like a flavor profile. And again, that's why I go to lagers and stouts. You know, I will say this. I have had one IPA that I really enjoy. Uh, it is it. It was called the, the brewer. The the beer's name is Alexander Keith's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it was a double IPA. It was based out of Halifax, Nova Scotia. I had it at the brewery in Halifax, Nova Scotia. It was delightful. I haven't had it in a long time, though, because that company has since been procured by Anheuser-Busch. Oh, no. And I feel like the goodness is gone. But like that didn't taste like. First of all, this was back before IPAs were freaking everywhere. Yes. And it was just like this was the town's beer for 100 years. Um, It didn't taste like every IPA. This tastes like every IPA. It's got it like. I don't know anybody who's like, you know what? I love an IPA. I've yet to meet that person. You know what? I love a trashy, trashy Pilsner. Oh, I love me. I used to love me a Coors Light. I can't drink Coors Light anymore because uh, I, I just don't do alcohol anymore. Um, I, I don't know. I, I enjoy like Revolution beer in Chicago. Their IPAs are solid. Mm-hmm. I'll give a huge, huge plug, even though no one will ever go listening to it except for maybe Kurt. Uh, Riverlands, all their beers, especially their IPAs, are exceptional. It's a brewery very, very close to me mm-hmm. uh, that I love very much. I wish they would follow me on Twitter. They don't. They talk to me on Twitter, though. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think it's like... Are we it, shouting out beer? Yeah, let's shout out Because I got places. one. Yeah. Because, like, Matt, and this will be this will be a surprise to no one living in the state of Wisconsin or, honestly, probably Chicago. Yes. Uh, Spotted Cow from New Glarus Brewery is my favorite beer on this planet. It is one of two beers I have in my fridge. I have Spotted Cow, and then I've got God, stuff from Riverlands. God, you have Riverlands. Spotted Cow in your fridge. Did you pick it up when you are in the Dells? Yeah. Nice. Well, north of the Dells, but yeah. Well, yeah. Wisconsin River. I'm trying not to give your location away, bro. I'm not trying not trying not to blow up your spot. I think if you go to Twitter, you know where, what town I yeah, live in. Yeah, you're right. I mean, if you... Um, <laughs> but it is my favorite beer on this planet. I hate that I can't get it here. Mm-hmm. I've even asked certain cousins of mine in Wisconsin, yo, what if you just ship it to me? But technically, that's a crime. Yes, it is. But like, Te- technically, why? me bringing it home is a crime. Matt, can you send me some spotted cow? No, that's a crime, man. I've already, I've already committed a crime by Come taking on, it out man. of Wisconsin. Look, you're already on the lamb. Now that's just true. send me a couple. You don't even, I don't even need a full six pack. Do you have it in bottles or cans? Uh, it's in cans. Oh, my God. If you can just send me two cans. It also might it may have been in my fridge for probably a year now. It also might explode in the mail if we're being completely honest. Yeah, it's a yeah. bad idea. I just miss it because I haven't been to Wisconsin. I now haven't been back to Wisconsin in a few years. And like, God, I just remember like. In Wisconsin, when you're at the bar, 
like obviously there's a slew of different beers you can have but like there are two that are always on tap that are always solid choices and that is a pbr from milwaukee mm-hmm. or a spotted cow from new glarus and don't get me wrong i love a pbr i still drink pbr i had a pbr recently i currently speaking of pbr another what is a, a beer that is embracing wrestling culture right now as it has become the official beer of like matt cardona formerly yes. known as Zack Ryder. And also, if you look at PBR on Twitter, they're just constantly tweeting wrestling things at wrestling fans. Um, I currently, as we speak, have a couple of PBR hard coffees in my fridge. If you haven't had a PBR hard coffee, guess what? It just tastes like Yoohoo with a little bit of booze mixed in. It's pretty nice. It is pretty. It t- does it taste like coffee? Absolutely not. Of course not, but it does taste like Yoohoo with alcohol in it. And like, that's the best kind that's of fine. if you ask me. Um, but like, yeah, like when I would go to the bar, it was if if I was short on money, it was a PBR kind of night. But the rest of the time, it was definitely a spotted cow night. And God, I love a spotted cow. Spotted cow used to be my thing. I used to love it. I still think it's a great mm. beer. I just don't, you know. Oh, you're I, still you're still I, pounding back that Stone Cold Steve I Austin wish- beer. Just pounding a cup, pounding a Steve Weiser, man. Well, you know who else has a beer? Um, who? None other than Chavo Guerrero. Los Guerrero is the name of the beer. It is a Mexican style lager. Ooh. I'm assuming it's um, Dos Equis esque. Uh, I'd try that. that actually I would try that. Like, I like Mexican lagers. I also like Chavo Guerrero. Like, I just want to yes. support Chavo in general. So, like, I'm kind of into that. I'd be down with that. Um, obviously, The Rock has his tequila, which is Terramana. Terramana. Oh, I forgot to tell you how much Chavo Guerrero's uh, beer costs. Hold on. Oh, how much is Chavo? Because I also want to know how much Terramana costs because like, I kind of want to get it just to try it. Uh, Chris, am I 21 or older? Ooh. Oh, Matt, boy. Wait, where does it? Ta- if I click no, where does like it take a, me? You Hold look on. like a baby. So like, I don't know. It takes me to Google if I click no. It'd be great if it's I remember remember the good old days when there was an age gate and if you clicked no, it took you to like a cool cartoon website or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like I just think remember that's how I found I think campchaos.com, which was a fun flash <laughs> animation website that did all the Napster bad stuff. Back oh when Napster was a thing. A four pack of Los Guerreros beer, $18. That's so much money. I mean that's it's six four, it's sixteen I mean, ounce cans. Well, right. That's what that's what the Austin thing is. I think oh, it's a it's a pint, which is which, sixteen ounces. Yeah, it's a pint. Oh, El Segundo, Broken Skull India Pale Ale, a badass six point seven percent IPA designed by Steve Austin and El Segundo Brewing Company for the working man and woman. It features Citra, Cascade, and Chinook hops to deliver a big flavor with an easy finish. It's not that easy. Now stop reading and start enjoying this awesome beer. Cheers. I wish there was a picture of Stone Cold Steve Austin giving me the finger on this can of beer. Now let's talk Terramana, Matt. Terramana. The Rock's Tequila. How much are we talking here for, for a We bottle? are talking. Hold on. I got to get through this age gate. Oh, boy. January 1st, 1921, as early as I can go. Oh, no, no. Get this. You're such an old boy. I am a hundred years old. You're like hundred years movie, young. You're, you're like the movie old boy. There, okay, there's pictures of the rock hanging out with guys harvesting the um, plant that tequila comes from. Of course, there are agave. Is it agave plant? I believe. Yeah, the rock is everywhere and everything to everyone. Uh, I don't care about it. your okay merch. I guess merch. Should I go. 
can't you just like Google buy Terramana? Buy well, it took me. It took me to this website. Okay, I can tell you, Matt, right now, uh, at Total Wine and More, I can get a three. I can get a, a smaller bottle for eighteen ninety nine. The larger bottle thirty one forty nine. That's from Total Wine and More. Uh, Target sells this for thirty four ninety nine. Uh, ooh, you can get the Reposado, which is the, I'm sorry, that is for the Reposado. For the Blanco, uh, which is clear, you're looking at $22.99 from Total Wine & More or $31.99 from Wine.com. Um, Bevmo has the Reposado for $32.99. Yeah, this isn't bad. Like, I'm surprised. This actually is reasonably priced tequila uh, for what, for what, based on the way The Rock talks about it, will be a, a religious experience. I can get it from the very trashy liquor store like two blocks from me. I, I, I'm i going to be real with you. Knowing that this is the topic we were going to be doing for the podcast, I did look for it at the uh, supermarket the other day in their their locked off wine, clo- their locked off liquor closet. And they didn't have it. I was kind of bummed out. So I'm like, I would like, but they did have Casamigos, George Clooney's tequila. Do you know the story about George Clooney's tequila? Oh, no. To, do tell. So George Clooney made a tequila with his buddy, uh, Cindy Crawford's husband. And that's 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 true. I like that. That's true. And to sell it and it became a success. And to celebrate the success, they took a bunch of their he took a bunch of their friends like on a getaway. And when they got there, he gave each of them a briefcase filled with a million dollars. Sounds good. That's how George Clooney repays his friends. Now, with that in mind, The Rock did say more than once on Twitter that I am his best friend. So, in theory, should I be expecting a briefcase with a million dollars? Yes. Matt, if I get it, if I get a briefcase with a million dollars, I'm by, I'm I'm coming to Chicago. All right. Let's hang out. And I'm and I'm grabbing you and we're getting in the car. Okay. And we're going to New Glarus and we're going to go have beer at the New Glarus Brewing Company. And then we'll go uh, go kayaking. No, nope. then we'll go to Culver's and get butter burgers and cheese curds. I want to go kayaking up there. I like going kayaking up there. I've never been kayaking. I'd like to, though. It's relaxing, man. I it bet is it relaxing. is. Once I get past the fear of toppling into the water, I'm sure it would be very relaxing. Last time I went, my um, I was getting my son out of the kayak because he goes with me mm-hmm. and he wanted to get back in and he flipped us over on the quote unquote beach. I love your kid, man. Yeah. He's a, he's a wacky boy. I know we don't talk about family a lot here and I'm not going to give away any information, but one of my favorite things in life that you listeners don't know about is every once in a while, Matt FaceTimes me with his son because <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm convinced it's because his son said, call Chris. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> and it's and it's always because like uh, to show me something. But then the moment I show up, he's interested in something else. Mm-hmm. Like I distinctly remember call Chris, you call me. But then he's off. It was to show me his power wheels, I think. But then he was busy playing with power wheels, which hot that wheels, makes not sense power wheels. He doesn't know. I thought he had a power wheel drive on thing. Oh, he does have a power wheel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I remember because it was around your he was driving around your backyard and you just followed the cat you followed him with your phone for a long time and yes. it was the best. Um the other day, uh so I mentioned my son's kind of going through ear infections. He had his ear eardrum burst. He's been kind of acting weird because um he's a three-year-old who doesn't know how to deal with pain, is the 
best way to describe it. So he's a three-year-old. Period. Yes, he's a three-year-old. Yeah. Um, at daycare, he decided he didn't want to go to sleep because when he lays down and sleeps, it hurts. Uh-huh. So he took a marker with him, a green marker, mm-hmm. and drew all over his stomach, all over his hands, and all over his face. And when his teacher came up to him and said, what are you doing? He goes, I'm the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Now, Matt sent me a photo of this barkered child, and it is remarkable. Um, first of all, Matt, I felt it. I felt it impolite to say at the time he looks nothing like the Hulk. Not at all. Um, his coloring skills need work. It's lots of squiggle lines all over his face and body. Uh, but like, honestly, kid after my own heart. Yes. Yeah. Are great. you kidding me? So, yeah, uh, thank you to WWE Wines for sending us a bottle of Undertaker Cabernet Sauvignon for me and a bottle of Ultimate Warriors Infidel for Matt. Delightful, delightful We got stuff. tipsy during this episode. Um, again, the, the through line to this episode that I want you all to walk away with is drinking age is very important. It is 21 mm, or older 21. in the United States, so stick to that. Also, if you're not 21 again, or older, just enjoy our awesome jokes about AEW. Again, FCC guidelines. This was sent to us for free. We were under no obligation to do anything about this. We chose Absolutely to do it not. because we wanted to get tipsy while podcasting. That honestly, that was it. We wanted a we, we wanted a fun, different kind of segment, and we were like, "Oh, well, I mean, we could talk about wine for a while." And it turns out uh, we did because I think Matt, this is longer than most of our episodes. Well, before cutting, Chris, I'm going to throw this out there. We're at an hour and 29 minutes. Yep. Hey, a very sober editing Matt here. You're probably wondering like, wow, hour and a half got cut down to 50 something minutes. Um, there is half an hour extra of us talking about CM Punk and Daniel Bryan in AEW. That will be its own breakout episode. Uh, I laugh because we're tipsy during all of it. Anyway, let's let's close out this show. Cut out the part where I yelled at my neighbors. Mm, that's going at the end. That's fine. But stay stay tuned after the uh, end stinger for me yelling at my neighbors who wouldn't stop screaming at the halfway point of this podcast. We will see you guys next week with I'm checking the dates. Um, nope. Uh, two weeks from now will be our SummerSlam predictions episode where prediction bot will talk about Colin Firth shirtless. Uh, before we leave, Chris, do you have any final words about wine? Uh, glug, 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 belch. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Russell Buddies. We hope you had at least almost as much fun as we did. Go ahead and rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app. You can email us questions at WrestleBuddies at GameSpot.com or find us over on Twitter at WrestleBuddies. I am at Chris Hayner. He is at I'm Matt Elfring. See you next week. Uh, if you are a wine drinker. So, sorry, I don't know if you can hear that, Matt. There's someone screaming outside of my apartment. He must live in a great neighborhood. Lovely. Ooh. Can you hear that? Yeah. Is that normal? No. I, I can hear the screams. What type of screams do they sound like to you? Like we should call the cops screams no, or no, not at all. Ecstasy because screams it was like, ah, after dark. Ah, oh, like it was like that kind of thing. Oh, it wasn't um, ecstasy screams. Okay. No, no. Some, call, some uh, uh, what was Reginald called? <laughs> Wait, what is going on? I don't, I don't know. Hang on.
Chris at this point has left to see why people are screaming. Oh man, what if this turns into? Oh, I hope Chris doesn't get murdered. Just want to yell. You could hear it, but he went to yell. Stop screaming. <laughs> Are you laughing? <laughs> That's staying in. No, it can't. No, Matt, this is a very serious wine segment. Take I know, but you screaming. Stop it. Stop screaming. Just plug that in at the end of the episode after the outro. 